Welcome, Dice Eaters, to Eat My Dice, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Rachel, and these are my three lovely friends, Freya, our Editor-in-Chief. Playing Antonia of Stormguard, Half-Orc, Tempest Domain Cleric, and Wild Magic Sorcerer. Jay. Playing Sir Bramley Hemeris, an Asmar Bear Totem Barbarian. And Thery. Playing Rami Sinha, a Half-Elf, Psionic Soul Sorcerer, and Monk. Check us out online at Eat My Dice Pod on Twitter and Tumblr and on our website, eatmydicepod.wixsite.com forward slash eatmydicepod. We here at Eat My Dice would also like to publicly express our continued support for the Black Lives Matter movement. And so we have decided to shout out a different BLM related charity each week. Hello, my lovely friends. My name is Berry and I'm going to be doing the charity shout out this week. Today I wanted to take the time to mention UK Black Pride, uh, which is an organisation for LGBTQ people of African, Asian, Caribbean, Middle Eastern and Latin American descent. UK Black Pride represents and celebrates black LGBTQ people through education, art, cultural events and advocacy. More than anything else, UK Black Pride promotes unity and cooperation amongst LGBTQ communities, um, which is super important. So this charity really is a fantastic cause, making the LGBTQ community more inclusive. If you want to have a look, their website is ukblackpride.org.uk and they also have an Instagram account at UK Black Pride, all one word. All of us at Eat My Dice also want to continue voicing our support for the Black Lives Matter movement. And given the events of the last couple of weeks, we wanted to particularly highlight our support for Jacob Blake, uh, his family and loved ones. We also wanted to voice our deep sadness and offer our condolences to the family of Chadwick Boseman, who sadly passed away recently. Chadwick was an inspirational person whose work allowed so many young black people to see themselves in the face of a superhero. Um, he will be incredibly missed. That's it for me. Thank you all so much for listening and enjoy the episode. I love you all. Bye bye. All right. Without further ado, let us enter the world of Riyama. So... Last we left off, our three heroes finished up the mobile operative unit training system. After defeating the large spider in the simulation of the region of Nidfelion, you took a short rest and talked a bit more about how each of you came to work for Honed. Antonia revealed a glimpse of her criminal past, Rami spoke a little about his monastic history, and Bram momentarily convinced everyone that she had signed up for Honed accidentally by signing up for a trampolining class before you all headed through and found yourself in three separate rooms that looked like individual cells. Rami had what looked like a list of riddles. Bram and Antonia had some rotating tiles with various symbols and gems inset into them. Um, and you worked out that you needed to match the riddles to their corresponding tiles to get the correct order. And when you did, the dividing walls dissolved into smoke and reformed into another hone flag, leaving you all in the same room. A trapdoor swirling with similar mist opened in the floor and all of you climbed through, which contained eight crystal balls, a pair of scales and a rope pulley with a flag suspended at its peak, and the programme announced it as Ronafell. There was also a rhyming note that told you that in order to get the flag, you would have to put a particular crystal ball in the dish at its base. After playing around with the balls for a little while, Rami and Brown worked out the solution and you successfully identified the heaviest ball and captured the flag. After this, you went through to the next mist-covered doorway and Rami and Bram, you found yourselves being transported in the mist as usual. Antonia, however, felt the fine mist turn into sea spray and momentarily found herself upon the apparition of her old sunken ship, the Asphodel, before a whirl of water swept her up, bringing her to what would be eye level with her eyeless and featureless deity. The deity remarked that Antonia had returned in an amused tone and that's where we ended our session. We're going to start off with Rami and Bram. Thank fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> you come to in the basement room of the Silvered Fin and you find yourselves feeling oddly refreshed and recovered. Um, and you sort of are un unceremoniously dumped onto the floor. And but uh, Antonia is not with you. Um, Bramley, where... Where is Antonia? I don't know. I. Is she Antonia? Antonia. 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 
as you start calling for Antonia, um, the, the black uh, cube with the lock combination on it glows and pulses with this faint uh, blue light, and a voice begins emanating from it, and it says, Congratulations on completing the Mobile Operative Unit Training Helper Program. You are certified fit by the mount system to perform as a honed unit in Rearmor. Please refer to the Home Human Resources Handbook for further information on how to communicate and maximise your relationship with your colleagues. And then the box fades, and you are left once more in the room. Well, that would be all well and good if one of our colleagues was actually with us. We're just down to half of the people we're supposed to have in our party. Well, hold on. Antonia must be around here somewhere. Maybe she got dumped somewhere else. I mean, I don't know how these things work, but pocket dimensions can be a little bit finicky. Uh, what if she got trapped? Oh, don't say that. Should we go out and look for Antonia? Should we wait here? What does it say in your, like, handbook? <laughs> um, Rami flips through the handbook and attempts to find uh, something relevant to, uh, like, something to do with colleagues or what happens next or what to do after training. Like, he's just looking for kind of the right words. Okay, it's like an HR handbook, so it's more about, like, getting on with your colleagues. Like, it's obviously every mission is individual to the operatives and individual to the area, so there's no, like, one handbook for everything. Make an investigation check. Can I can I give Rami the uh, help action? You may, yes. Or <laughs> can't I read? Uh, excellent, because that was quite low. That is... I got ten. All right, um, on a ten... It has a little advice on what to do if you get separated from your colleagues. It's not particularly helpful. It's kind of like the same advice you might give a child who was separated from their mother in a supermarket. Just sort of like say, stay in one area and wait for them to come back. Not really much info in terms of seeking them out or things like that. It was more just sort of very basic advice. There's not a lot in here about what to do if someone goes missing. Should we just wait here for her to come back? I feel strange going on the mission without her. As you say this, you hear uh, three knocks on the door. And then someone kind of go, uh, like outside the door. I know what's going on here, so if you guys could let me in, that would be like super good. Bram like exchanges a look with Rami and is like, kind of motions to the door and like, says in a very low tone, should we let them in? Should we, should we see what they want? Yeah, go ahead. I think it'll be fine. Okay, and Bram kind of like inches towards the door and then gingerly kind of turns the handle and like opens it like a crack and peers round the door. You see an extremely small mint green goblin with a long ponytail of dark green hair and they're wearing dark religious looking robes. They have an amber necklace and some amber beads around their head and they're looking up at you with like really wide um, orange eyes. They blink up at you once and then they're like, oh, Hey, uh, I think I was supposed to meet meet you guys here. Uh, can, can I go? I, I'm your guide. I, I. No, no, my my name's Jared. Um, but Jared nineteen can't read. <laughs> you joke, but <laughs> <laughs> you haven't asked him how old they are. <laughs> they look up at you and they're like. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not Monsoon, but I, I was, they would have mentioned a, a guide to you. I, I'm your guide. So if I could come in, that would be super good. Maybe we could discuss some stuff. Yeah, yes, of course. Uh, Rami steps aside and kind of sweeps and kind of uh, gestures in a sweeping motion for Jared to come inside. Ram is more paranoid. She opens the door slowly, and but kind of keeps her eyes trained on Jared. Okay, uh, if you want, you can make an insight track. I would love to. That's an eight plus two, ten. Ten. You figure that you could probably... Say say they were to act out, you feel as if you could take them. Okay. They're, they're very, very they're small, tiny. and the only thing they have is a quarterstaff across their back. Bram doesn't ever let her back be turned to this little goblin. She kind of stands arms crossed okay. and like kind of peers down. <laughs> She's open to what he's trying to explain or to say but she's you know she's not yeah. quite trusting yet they walk over they kind of walk over to the bed and then have like a little bit of a struggle trying to push themselves up Aww. onto it but they imagine they manage um, to like can i their legs can i uh rami rami's gonna step forward as he sees them struggling and sort of uh 
he doesn't touch them or anything, but he sort of goes, uh, oh, you were right, you need a hand. Oh, no, yeah, uh, I'm good. I mean, I have to do this kind of stuff all the time. It's uh, one of the things that comes with being the height I am, I guess. Uh, Rami folds his hands behind his back and goes, oh, that must be rather difficult for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, there's plenty of people that are my height. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not unusual. Oh, uh, I, I've got a note. They reach into, like, this, um pouch they have at their waist and they, they bring out this like the scroll and they're like oh uh I, I actually have a note but uh I I didn't want to tell her that I couldn't read it because I, I was worried she'd think I was like super incompetent so if one of you could read it that would be super good who's taking the scroll? Uh, Rami's gonna take the scroll um he will unfurl it uh what language is it in is it just common it's in common okay yeah it's just common he also thanks them just so you know good manners <laughs> yeah, they, they, they smile um, back at him. It says, essentially, on the note, that there is a, a shrine entrance in the alley off of Silk Street next to the Sudraki Ice Gossamer's vendor's stall. Um, and it says, do as I instructed you, burn this note upon reading. Rami passes the note to Bramley for her to take a look. Yeah, Bram kind of skims it, and she kind of looks up at Rami and kind of, like, cocks an eyebrow. She's like, do we have to wait for Antonia? What does it say? What? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, it says that we need to uh, uh, visit this uh, shrine in the Silk District. Um, but, well, well, I'm I, missing I a teammate. We... They, they nod and they're like, oh, yeah. Uh, there's a, sh- there's a shrine in the, in the Silk District, and uh, it basically has some like teleportation ruins in it so that we could cut our journey down by a little bit because otherwise we'd have to go all the way up through the Sanguine Waste and it would take us a really long time. But are, are we going to find our companion there? Oh, yeah. Uh, she uh, she said that you were supposed to meet her in Sudrak, is that right? No, no, no. Uh, that was the other one. And Antonia, she's a half-orc. I, I don't know if you've oh, been informed about yeah. her. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I was I was told two of you were, were mages, but... Uh, you, no offense, but you don't look like a mage. Um, None taken. What happened to the other one of you? We have no idea. She's missing. She's just. Well, we came. We came out of the training program. You see, I. I, I assume you know about that. Oh. Uh, no. I mean, I don't actually work for for the organization you guys work for. I. I just. I was just hired as a guide. Um. I. I live here. This is my home. Oh, I see. Uh, I, I apologize then. In, in that case, um. Uh, well, we. We've been, been been through some training uh, over the last few hours, um, but um, uh, any, anyhow, we came out of it and um, uh, we came back here, which is where we began. But uh, one of our companions has vanished. They look kind of thoughtful and uh, a little bit worried for a moment, uh, and then they look back and they say, "I'm not sure entirely what to do in this situation, but I need to ask something of you really quickly." Do both of you have your your double APLs, your arcane arts practitioners licenses? Does, does Rami have one of these? <laughs> I mean, I don't practice the arcane arts anyway. I don't understand why I would need one. It, it's it's a Riyama thing. It's it's like uh, there's some like ancient god coral. I don't know. I mean, I don't use magic, so it doesn't really affect me that much. Ah, uh, but you're supposed to have a permit to practice like to practice magic here. See, um, I'm surprised I haven't heard of this before. I'm, I'm, I'm a sorcerer. Oh, oh, Eros, we're gonna get into so much trouble. Okay, um... Don't worry, I, I haven't... Uh, well, I mean, uh, aside from the, the training, I, I, I didn't... I haven't used much magic at all. Don't, don't worry about that. It's... I saw the Imperial Guard outside, and I'm just... I'm concerned, because... Both of you make a perception check. I got a 19 and my insight is plus 4, so that's 23. Mine oh, my plus 4, so I actually got 17. Okay, both of you noticed that the black box has been moved from when you left the room. Rami is going to silently okay. go over without saying a word and just pick up the box. But the goblin, they walk over and they, they look up at it and they're like, Is that an arcane device? And you guys don't have double APLs? I'm not sure what it is. I don't know. No. Bram kind of like crosses her arms and peers down. She goes, so where would we get one of these double APLs? Would would you be selling them to us? 
I, I think they were issued by the, the Ministry of Arcana, but uh, it, there's like, you know, the, the, there's like a training ground and Vital of the Lore, and there's like a, I don't really know. So. Uh, Rami's gonna look up at Bram and go, what do you think we should do? Bram kind of shrugs, and she's like, I don't think this pertains to me, honestly. I, I don't tend to use Arcana. Uh, but if, but if you need one, then uh, I don't want to see you. I don't, I don't want to see you get in trouble. Rami, Rami, make a history check with advantage. Surely Hone would have sorted all of this out for us if you know if they were sending us into this place and they were giving us this training protocol. That's what I would have thought. But uh, seventeen. On a seventeen, you know that that you know that they're a thing. They're a thing, and you seem to recall that Monsoon was supposed to provide them to you. But they're not here. Okay. What what are they called again? Uh, there are arcane arts practitioners licenses. Right. You, you right. Them. Yes. 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 Yeah. I do remember now. I do remember. Yeah. They're, um. Yes, that is correct. I'm. I am meant to have a license to practice magic on the continent, but Monsoon was going to get it for me, and I just assumed oh. that you know that had all been dealt with. That's why I didn't uh, pursue it myself. Oh no. Okay. Um. Well, she didn't leave me with anything, so I'm really sorry, but... No, no, that's totally fine. Just, just, I suppose if we, we have to take this short trip... Indeed. Well, Bram, uh, how about, how about you stay here and wait for Antonia? Because if you're uh, not, not involved in magic and you don't practice it, there's no point in you coming to get one of these funny licenses. Antonia, Antonia would also need one of these licenses, um... Why don't we why don't we wait for Antonia to get back and then we can all go and get these licenses? I feel like that would be the best course of action. I don't know what the protocol is about uh, getting one for someone else. That that that, that makes sense. As, as long as we don't leave this room, presumably there's no problem. Uh, Jared, like they, they look at you and their like eyebrows kind of crease a little bit. They they're like a very concerned looking little goblin. Just like I all the time. Them so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they say um I mean, I don't know, cause I don't practice magic. I'm I'm a monk, so I, I've are never. Are you a monk? So am I. <laughs> you are. Yes. Yes. That's a that. Oh, that's so cool. Which monastery did you study at? Was it in Riyama? No, no. I I, I trained with the Gistharai monks. Um, it was on my home oh. planet. You may not have heard of them, but I haven't. Um, <laughs> but that sounds really cool. I I come. I, I'm. Uh, to be honest, I. I haven't been traveling Riyama for that long. I re I left my my monastery with with my friend, and then we got separated. Some some bad stuff happened, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that that's really cool. Um, I haven't seen another monk, I guess, for for a little while. I I am sorry to hear that you lost your friend. I am beginning to understand. Oh, he's how not that feels. dead. We got into a scrap with the uh, with the Imperial Guard, so that's why I'm kind of also nervous that like they're outside because I, I think they might recognize me at least in this area so you are a criminal no no my friend is a criminal and I was there <laughs> wrong place wrong time I, I needed guess. a crime <laughs> they kind of like pace around the room a little bit and they're like uh, well I guess if you've got someone missing then we can't exactly leave like I guess we just gotta wait it out right believe there is anything else we can do it's not okay i i don't feel good leaving one of our teammates behind honestly no i mean i was paid to bring all three of you uh, all three of you there so i wouldn't be a very good guide now if i left someone behind would i we cut here to antonia staring for the first time at the featureless gray face of her tempestuous deity they have no eyes but somehow you feel the crushing weight of their gaze as they regard you. They have no lips, but somehow you sense the amused smile in their voice as the supposedly silent swindler continues to speak. Six years is a long absence from your home amongst the waves, my storm. After all, your magic is formed of salt spray and foam. Your family, too. What's what's going on? Hi, hello. It has it has been a long time. It has. 
Why have you been away for so long, Antonia? Um, Antonia kind of looks down at the ship that <laughs> she just got, like, floated off of and whatever and was like, I mean, you seem to know what happened last time I was here. I wasn't exactly, um, dying to come back. <laughs> they reach out, like, an enormous grey hand and you feel just, like, the slightest brush of pressure against your cheek and then they lean down and press a kiss on your forehead and it is like salt water in a wound on your forehead and they say there is no need for you to be afraid just i have uh, something that i wish to show you antonio do i have your permission do you trust me uh of of course, I certainly have no reason not to. <laughs> they incline their head and twist their hand, and you find yourself being elevated uh, further. And you were facing them, but now they're behind you and you're looking outwards. And you see the coastline of Riyama, the southern coastal nation states, so Seagrasp Crescent, Brinebreak, the Port of Pearl, and Ironhelm. This is Kalakai's region. As you look at it, originating in Seagrasp Crescent, you see deep golden and black fishes that are slowly consuming the region, spidering outwards, worming its way into buildings, beginning to maliciously curl around them and, and crumble them. And you can see where Kalakai's largest temple stands in ruins. I, uh, I don't know what to say. What's happening here? This, this seems awful. They say there is a great corrosion occurring. The seventh region is no longer mine to rule over. They have stripped me of all that I held dear. My followers dwindle every day. Those who were once sated by iron and salt and reveled in dredged ocean bounties began to thirst after gold and excess it saps my strength more every day without the anchor of my temple and my region you are to put it plainly one of my last vestiges of power after all, Antonio, what is a god without followers? We all derive our power from worship, after all. So, okay, um, what, what can I do about this that you can't do about this? I mean, you're a, you're a god. <laughs> Surely that's a little bit more competent than a shitty ex-captain. <laughs> I, I know that this is uh, unexpected, but you've been away for a long time. This link that we have, this relationship as it stands between us is mutually beneficial. Everything that exists between us, your link to me, your worship is the wellspring of both of our power. And I am aware that in revealing this, I have made myself vulnerable, but I would like you to know that you are not, you are not a deity's plaything. You may do as you like, but be warned if you choose to seek a different source for your magic, everything that you have built upon my ocean and my tide will be lost. You've done nothing but help me in the time this has been a thing. And uh, frankly, I think that uh, not abandoning important things is something that I should probably try and get better at. So absolutely, yes, I would like to help. Please tell me everything. The only way that I might be restored my power status is that the 
Celestial Council wills it. In order to call the Celestial Council into session, all of the holy artifacts must be placed upon the altar in Loranriantha L'Oreal. This is not an easy task, and I understand that I am asking a lot of you, but as you can see, the origin of this great corruption is within the nation that you used to reside, Seagrass Crescent. And I suppose it shouldn't be much of a surprise to learn that even those which you once considered your family have turned against me. They offered my place in the Celestial Council to a different deity, one who has rather different priorities, and one who is, I suppose, rather easier to worship. The, the gods have not been called to council for several thousand years. Um, the way that they usurped me, in fact, was illegal, but I was not privy to that decision. I, I mean, I suppose it shouldn't surprise me, but that, that is so clearly unfair. I know it sounds perhaps slightly childish of me, but in my defense, I'm not immortal. So I think I'm allowed to be a little bit um, petty in saying that maybe they shouldn't just kick my deity off a council of gods that they've been on for a very long time without a due cause or process. It's funny, mortals often say that life does not have a particular tendency towards the fair and I suppose as someone on the brink of mortality myself, I understand that sentiment more than I did previously. This will not be an easy task, Antonio, and I refuse to manacle you to it, no matter how desperate I grow, for I am desperate. Little as I wish to reveal it, I grow weaker every day, and my power is sapped every day, and it is only your return that has permitted me to use the last of my strengths to call this meeting with you in the first place and to find a voice that I have not used for a very long time. I understand the burden that I place upon your shoulders in asking this of you. As you know, there have been long seeking a reason to expel me from the Celestial Council. I am not particularly a subscriber to their ideals or their prerogatives, and this great loss of support was, I think, the feather that tipped the balance. Um, as much as I'm probably not the best at showing it, I do very much need you, and you apparently need me, so I would absolutely like to help. You've told me I need to get the Celestial Council back together with these holy artifacts. So, where would I find them? I told you that the task ahead would be difficult. I do not have as many answers as I would like to be able to give you, but I can tell you that the artifacts are scattered across the country, most of them hidden particularly well in, in regions pertaining to the god or deity that they're connected to. As you know, Rihanna is split into regions, each of which pertains to a particular deity, and if memory serves, each of the particular artifacts lies hidden in each of those regions. My own artifact I could not tell you what has become of it. I sense that it is either destroyed or very, very well hidden, but I used to be able, I used to have a very strong connection to it and it fades by the day, as my power does 
It wanes. I... <clears throat> I wish I could tell you more. When I was in the flush of my full power and status, I had much greater reach in terms of my omnipotence and my omniscience, but now, as my power dwindles, so does my ability to see and to know. Last I recall, it was, I think, within the vaults of the temple. And I don't remember what its last form was. It has been reshaped and reformed many times over the years. But when you find it, you will know. Particularly you, as one of my followers, it will make itself known to you. Well, I'm, I suppose I'm honored, if anything. I really would like to help. I'd like you to understand. I, I have no interest in going anywhere now, as much as I wouldn't say I completely understand everything about what our relationship is, especially now. I, I honestly understand a bit more than anything else going on in my life at the moment, and I don't particularly want to just give that up. So I wouldn't say that I'm the most proactive at fixing things in my own life, but truly, if you tell me what you need me to do, I will try my level best to get it done. Antonia, you carry a great burden on your shoulders, and I will not manacle you to it. This is not the kind of deity I am. I refuse to chain you to my will. I grow weak. It is not so easily that I might pluck you from between planes, particularly not in the state I am currently in. But keep the ocean close, my story. For without each other, we shall both fall to ruin. And then they give you like this kind of like awkward cheek caress. Do you feel the waves begin to swirl around you again, filling your field of vision? Um, and the sting of the salt, and you find yourself um, being deposited unceremoniously on the, the floor of the room, kind of covered in salt water, your hair sticking Soaking to your face. wet. <laughs> Soaking wet. But you feel pretty good. You feel as if you've had a long rest. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Incredible. You shotted um, several thousand five-hour energies. Uh-huh. And you're ready and raring to go. I am indeed. You, what you guys see is, um, you see the the, the blue um, box that has, uh, its glow has faded, but it pulses violently once with blue light, and then Antonia is, like, unceremoniously tumbles out onto the floor, soaking wet. Whoa! <laughs> Jara's like, <laughs> Antonia and and Rami Rami rushes towards her and then stops right in front of her and is like oh goodness how how oh it's so good to see you are you all right how are you feeling is is everything where did you go <laughs> I'm good I feel great actually I feel great um <laughs> a lot just happened who's the Who's the kid? This is Jared. Hi, um... Jared, yeah. this is Antonia. N nice to meet you. I, I, I'm gonna be your guide. Um, I, right. yeah. They look, like, kind of nervous, like... <laughs> make an insight check. They're 19. Oh, God. They think you're so cool. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> one in life. I love that. That's they're, good. They're, they're looking up at you with their, like, huge, like, goblin eyes, and they think you're the coolest. Incredible. <laughs> All I've wanted to be... Respected by teens. <laughs> they stand up and like puff their chest out a little bit. Um, uh, uh, I'm I'm your guide. Um, Monsoon hired me, and we're gonna go to the, the market because there's a that uh, there's a shrine there, and it has some teleportation stuff in there. So yeah. Um, uh, Antonia, uh, to explain, um, 
well, Jared came to us telling us that uh, we are required to have some permits to practice magic on the continent of Ryama. And uh, I recall Monsoon, in fact, um, informing me that she would, uh, well, that the, the organization would, would get us, us sorted for us. But I, I guess we, uh, we need to do that now. Um, because right. we don't have them and we can't practice magic here without them, yeah. supposedly. Uh, so, um, Jared here is, is off to take us to this place, I think, where we're going to get them. Uh, I, I He pulls out the note and he passes it to Antonia and says, well, we got this note. It does say to burn it, but uh, I suppose it would make sense to let you read it first. Well, um, a lot just happened in a very short space of time. You look like you've been fished out of the ocean. Right. I'm good. Do you want uh, Rami gestures with his cloak? Do you, do you want Do you want something dry? I, can you, I, you I can... press the digitation? Yeah, I do. I could I, do that. If you could, that would be great. I'm. It's a bit. It's a bit chilly in here. This. Um, Rami Rami turns to Jared and goes, uh, "May I use a small amount of press digitation to dry my friend?" Oh yeah. I mean, uh, they, they shouldn't Are be able you to. You a narc. No. <laughs> Good. Uh, I don't. I don't work for the Imperial Guard, but they are outside. They shouldn't be able to sense you doing magic. But no, no. It's it's a very small amount of magic that takes to to dry something off. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know why this Imperial do you think, Guard outside. Do you think somebody may be in here under the influence uh, of some kind of invisibility? In the room? Uh, I I don't know. Ah. Find that out. I, I, Do either of you have a spell to detect magic? Um. Well, if you give me just like three seconds to just clean up a little bit, I can. Yeah, I think Antonia kind of takes her coat off and waves it a little bit. Probably gets a lot of yes, water um, all over let me, everyone. Let me. Let uh, me. Hold on. Let me. Uh, <laughs> Rami. Rami like stops. Stops her and goes. Hold on. And then uh, uses prestidigitation to dry her and her clothes off. Oh. Rami waves his hand and you, you feel this sort of like, this very pleasant, warm, um, sort of summery feeling breeze that smells like faintly of like spices and cinnamon and it like wicks across your skin and like, and takes all of the water away from you. Um, and it kind of like whirls off and you are dry now. It's like stepping off the plane into a, into a nice warm country. That's really you cute. Know. That's how it feels. So Antonia dries off, uh, she goes... Just give me a second and uh, cast Detect Magic. Okay. You cast Detect Magic. Um, a few things light up. You see your arcane focus glows a little bit with like this faint uh, yeah. silvery light. Rami's arcane focus also glows with a golden light. His, his, the orb of his staff pulses faintly. You sense some very, very, very tr- faint magical residue on Jared, on the amber beads that are around their neck and head that you can maybe surmise might be prayer beads and on the desk the box is like lit up like the 4th of July it is so bright it is like like so bright blue and got an American reference in there for our American audience see we're not alienating them I know what the 4th of July is (laughs) (laughs) it's a bad holiday (laughs) yeah and there's no you don't detect any sort of like hidden magical Cool. Right, so there doesn't seem to be anyone in here, which is good, considering the amount of magic we just did to find out if there was someone in here spying on us to see if we were doing magic, but um, <laughs> I guess that's on us, really. Magic, honestly, confused me. I, this is, this is, I don't fuck with magic, honestly, and this is why. It's alright. I, I suppose um, some people are just more that yeah. way inclined. <laughs> but um, it, it doesn't matter either way, because... Two of us are magic users, and I suppose we have to have a license to practice here. The two of you who are looking at Antonia make a perception check. Nine plus four. I got 13 overall, then. 13, okay. Rami? Perception, 10. 10, okay. Um, Bram, I mean, uh, Rami, you you see it for for a moment, but it's sort of so faint that you think you might have almost imagined it. Bram, you see it a bit more clearly. You see the kind of, like, the dim light in the room glance across Antonia's forehead momentarily and there's like a shiny faint silver mark on her forehead. Antonia, what exactly happened while you were gone? 
a lot of things. As you can see, I got very wet. I mean, I can definitely see that you got very wet. Why did you get very wet? Some stuff. Kind of. Uh huh. A lot of stuff, frankly. I kind of met God, so. That, that's... <laughs> or my God, I guess. There's lots Wh of them. Which one? Kalakai. I, I, I don't know much about. <laughs> Kalakai is, a, is, is an ocean deity. They, they are often connected with storms and. Um, uh, they, they, they can, I see it now. Uh, I see yeah. it now. Yes, they, 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 um, they bring uh, good, good tidings to sailors who tithe a small amount of their bounty. But um, there oh, has so not... you just throw gold overboard, and this deity kind of goes here. Have my blessing. Dumps it on you. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Is that what the mark on your forehead is? Mark on my forehead. Bram kind of like, kind of gets a little bit closer and kind of gestures like. With like a couple, like her, her kind of two pointed fingers, and kind of just like taps her on the forehead, like just there. Cool. More things. Just what I want. Is that not something that you, you expected to have? Well, no, I didn't expect it, but it might as well happen. Do you think it? Did you get a smooch on the forehead from a god? Like, is that I mean, pretty right much, now? yeah. Actually, now you oh. now you mention it. <laughs> god damn. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't blaspheme while talking about... Actually, no, I'm about to blaspheme anyway. I, I, do you have a strong interpersonal relationship with this god at all? Is this where this is going? I do because... very much enjoy the fact that you think I fucked god, but no. I've never met well, them before. What are they like? They seem pretty cool. They had a hot voice. <laughs> <laughs> They're really big. They don't have a face. She has a lot of stuff going on. But we can deal with that when we get to it. After we've worked out what's happening. Is it going to impact on our mission at all? Um. Hopefully not for the moment. What What did they What did they say to you? Uh, some stuff. A lot of things. You're being very vague. I would like to be vague. I just spoke to my god. <laughs> not to be rude, but you know. Is there anything you're comfortable with sharing? Mostly that she's in trouble, and I have some things that I might end up having to do to help fix it, but as I said, we can deal with this after the problem that we currently have, which if I'm understanding the situation correctly, and she's looking at Jared right now, who seems to be the one who knows what's going on, there's someone outside? Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah, who... there's the Imperial Guard, they're outside. Right. So, yeah. They're not a particular fan of people doing magic without licenses. No. They're also not a particular fan of criminals. Yeah, but... Yeah. I feel like the magic thing's more of an issue right now, just because, I mean, now you mention it, that might be an issue. I have been here before, I am technically a criminal, but I feel like every random guard probably doesn't know who I am, so I think we're probably safe on that front. It depends how close they are to the door, and the volume of your voice, I would expect. It kind of looked like that they had like a, like a, a watch squadron of them, like kind of outside uh, the front door, and then there were a couple of people in the. There was someone talking to the innkeep. Nobody down the hallway, uh, though. Nobody down. Uh, yeah, the Imperial Guard here in a squadron specifically. I don't know. I mean, they patrol in in groups, I guess. So uh, it, it seems like it was just one of the one of the groups, but. Um, would they have moved on? You guys can hear kind of faint talking from upstairs, but you don't know who's out there. Well, I should well, imagine that if they've yeah. found this magic box, then perhaps they might hang around a little bit. Or they might not. They might also leave. But either way, if I was them, I would leave someone around to keep an eye on the place with the magic box that's probably illegal in it. As you say that, you hear three loud knocks on the door, and then it, like almost so loud that you almost hear the word like splintering, as if it, the person um, knocking on the door is wearing like a gauntlet. And then you hear a voice um, emanate from behind it, and the voice says, "Open up on authority of the Watch of Eriandar." Uh, Bram kind of like looks at the two and is like, kind of like, "Who's got the box?" Rami, open up, open up on authority of the Empire immediately. Hold your horses, we're coming. Uh, sorry about that. And then Bram kind of like gestures for the others to like get behind her. Yeah. You see, you see, Jared starts looking at you guys and he's like, "Guys, when 
if they break down the door, we have to run. Okay, we, we gotta run. There's no if, if they capture us, this is this is the end. Like if they if they know Jared. about the box, we have to Jared, run. Jared, Jared, no, don't worry, Jared. don't we worry. We're gonna make a break for it, guys. We're gonna Jared, we're gonna Jared, shut up, Jared, we're gonna get made. Jared, please be quiet. I'll handle this. Okay, Brown's like, one second. Give me, give me like one second. I'll be there in a sec. And she kind of like gestures. Um, to Open like, the door immediately. To, like, grab Jared and hurries over to the door and kind of like turns the handle and opens it like a crack and like peers okay. around. He, so the minute, the minute you do so, um, he immediately puts his entire body weight on the door. Uh, are you still trying to keep it closed? Yeah, yeah. You know, like a passive aggressive, like, you want to come in my house? You got a warrant? <laughs> Make a contested strength check with this boy. Yeah, okay, dude. Uh, I got a 19 plus. I think she's got plus four to strength. So that's what, 23? Whoa. I know. That is... Bram is strong. This little bitch rolled a natural one. So <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so you see, um, you slam the door shut. As you do, you see Pete, he goes staggering backwards, clearly not expecting you to like <laughs> slam it shut with such force. Kind of see like a glint of some gold cracks in his armor and a, a long red cape, part of which gets like sort of trapped in the door as he kind of loses his balance and you hear a lot of clanking. Can you fall on his ass? Oh, he's absolutely fallen on his ass. Excellent. Yeah, like, absolutely. Brown kind of whirls right back around to, get to Jared going, do you know how to get out of here? I don't know if we're going to get out of here just by talking. I I just slammed uh, the door in his face. I mean, I, I, I don't know. The Imperial Guard are, like, if they if they catch up to us, it's going to be really hard to get away. So I think we, I don't know, like, do you guys want to run? I think we should. Rami takes a glance down at the guy on the floor who is clutching his head and... You see him start to str to struggle to his feet, and he's like his hand is on his, the hilt of his sword. If we're gonna go, we're gonna go now. I think we have to go. Let's go. Let's go. Antonio's already running. Brown kind of like turns around for me, like Rami. Rami, have you got? The, do you have Jared? Do you want me to take Jared? Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna yeah. Go. Do you mind if I? Uh, do you mind if I pick you up? Is that okay? Uh, uh, you yeah, don't mind I mean, that? Yeah, I know, I know. I'm not. Yeah, that's fine. But Rami picks them up and kind of just holds them. <laughs> Okay, can as as they run past the Imperial Guard that's on the floor, can Brown like step on him, <laughs> like step on his hand? Because you said that his hand was going to the hilt of his sword. Can she like, can he can she sword. stomp? Uh, yeah, make an unarmed strike for me. Make yeah. a stomp check. <laughs> I'm rolling good today, guys. I got a fucking nat twenty on us. <laughs> this bitch doesn't have a hand anymore. <laughs> you. <laughs> He's wearing a gauntlet, Jay. <laughs> He's wearing a gauntlet. <laughs> you, it's almost like time slows down as you look at this man on the floor and he looks up at you. <laughs> you see him like going for his, for the hilt of his sword, reaching for it. And you stare down at him and you make eye contact for a second. I think he, in that second, he knows what's going to happen. You, you raise your, um, your foot up and you bring it down on his hand with this, like all of your, like all of the force you can possibly muster. You hear something crack in his hand. He lets out this uh, of just like pure, like visceral pain. You begin to hear like a kind of commotion upstairs. Okay, well, they, they're gonna have already heard the door slam loudly anyway, so... You see some shifting upstairs. Uh, as you look up, you see the silhouetted figure of another person wearing very similar armor kind of appear at the top of the stairs. Okay, well, Antonio's in front of me, so Antonio, what shit you on, boy? No, I think Antonio's just gonna try and get out. Are there people right at the top of the stairs? Yeah, there's someone like, they're like basement stairs, so they go up and there's like a, there's like a door, like a small sort of doorway entrance and there's yeah. someone standing in it currently. Right. I think she's possibly going to wait for Bram because Bram is much stronger than she is. Oh and she's going to kind of yell down the corridor like, Bram, I can't get past this guy. <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> You you see that you see the man at the the top of the stairs um draw like draw his sword and he says he's a stop on imperial authority surrender your weapons. Do you want do you want to do some fucking chaos, dude? Do you want to do some Let's fucking do some chaos? chaos? What's your okay. chaos? Right, Bram comes up behind Antonia, looks at the guard, and is like, oh shit, okay. Um, she she kind of looks at Antonia, she goes, right, okay. What we're we gonna do? Um, Bram uh, grabs the hands like between them. 
kind of like, okay, right, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna run, and we're gonna duck low, and we're gonna take out his fucking legs, okay? Oh yeah, we are, dude. That sounds great. We're gonna knock him over, and he's gonna fall down the stairs. And she kind of yells back to Rami, like, Rami, there might be incoming. <laughs> okay, um, Rami, uh, very subtly shifts, uh, Jared on his back. Uh, Jared is like, on his shoulders. Yeah, you see, you see the man begin to start advancing down cool. the stairs. Bram turns back to Antonio, she's like, three, two, one, and then they fucking bolt forward. Both of them run. They both run. Both of them run really fast, and then they duck low, and with our joined arms, we try and, like, knock his shins out from underneath him. Okay, hell yeah. I think it would be a shout attack, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Okay, that's a 10. Plus four, so that would be a 14. That's a fucking another... A natural 20? Yes! That is insane. That is insane. You join arms with Antonia, and you—I think you probably join arms in such a way that your bracer is facing towards this guy, and Antonia's arm is at the back. It's just extra support. And you—you you guys both make a run for it, and you sprint up the stairs, and you catch this guy right at the weakest point of his shin. He loses his balance because he's coming down the stairs, and he wasn't expecting it, and he kind of like almost comedically like trips and goes like head over heels down the stairs like clanking extremely loudly he lands at rami's feet just in this like crumpled mess of armor and he not moving oh <laughs> brown oh, killed a no. man uh rami we've got to go rami come on okay dead guy. Um, we've got to go the, rami very gingerly steps around this person you step around him um and what would you like to do Rami's gonna go hurtling up the stairs alongside Antonia and Bram. Are they going up the stairs? I think they're gonna, they make it to the top of the stairs and they're like just um, peering out to see where all the other guards are in the bar or what's going on in the tavern. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, you guys all make it up to the top of the stairs and you see that there are three other guards. There's one guy who's standing outside the tavern door, one of them who's kind of like leaning on the bar and he seems as if he's talking to the innkeep. As you come up the stairs, the innkeep's eyes dart to you and dart back to the guard. The rest of the tavern is filled by patrons as it usually is. And as you make your way to the top of the stairs, you see the guards clock the fact that their companions are not with you and they begin advancing towards you. And that's where we're gonna end the episode for this week.